This is episode 67. And the topic of the day is the secret key to lasting love. And before we get started, please take a quick moment to subscribe to our show. Now let's get back to our recent happenings. So, recently, our son and I we went to a beach cleanup event that was sponsored by our parent participation preschool, and it was our field trip of the month. And so, that was pretty interesting to learn about all the things that are being. Found、uh, during these beach cleanups and the things that are found in the ocean, and just like more educational. And so I thought it was just really interesting. And a lot of people start to make stuff with these recycled items that they find during these cleanups. And it's pretty cool. It's a pretty amazing what they can even make with these. So I thought it was pretty cool. And yeah, it was pretty cool. We made our own sand sifter. So that was really cool. Did you find any nice colored glass? I did find glass. Like, yeah. Glass shards, like small glass shards. So be careful out there. There may be glass because I think I found two to three pieces of just small little glass shards. So it's, yeah, it's scary at the same time. Yeah, I've been, I go to the beach very regularly, almost every day, get some sun and ground myself in the ocean. And yeah, I see broken bottles. Luckily, usually those broken bottles are smoothed out by the sand and things like、oh, that with the okay, waves. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But if it was a fresh broken glass, that's、oh, quite、yeah. dangerous, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, we saw a lot of balloon scraps from、yeah. popped balloons and stuff.、Uh-huh. Yeah, mostly those, not, nothing too bad. I know some other people found cigarette butts and whatnot,、okay. which also is unpleasant to find too. <laughs> <laughs> But the glass can really hurt you too. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys got to do that. Yeah, it was cool because it teaches the kids at a young age to treasure their environment. Yeah. To really、mm-hmm. care for their environment, the environment that they're living in, because this is what they're going to be breathing. This is what they're going to be surrounded by. So,、right. early education and a seed hopefully was planted in our yeah. son yeah. to clean up. <laughs> I think it, it has because I take him out to have an outing with daddy on the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And when we went out to eat, our son he dropped food on the ground. And instead of just leaving it there, he picked every piece up and then threw it in the trash can. And I didn't have to tell him anything. Oh, and that's awesome. I, I thought that was really awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. So let's get into the topic of the day, which is the secret key to lasting love. Ooh. <laughs> Please tell us that secret. I、uh, want to know that secret. Yeah. So the secret is. Being able to hold space. And so, what is holding space? So, holding space for your partner refers to the intentional act of being fully present and empathetic and supportive while allowing your partner to emotionally, you give them the emotional space to express themselves authentically. So, what does that mean? And, and also involves creating the safe and non judgmental environment where your partner can share their thoughts and feelings and experiences without any fear or criticism or any interruption. So, how does this look? What exactly is this? This pretty much means, first of all, You have to put your phone down so that there is no screens or technology involved. Like you are fully present for your partner. And something that is really important is for both partners actually to be able to check in and make sure that they're in a good spot, like good space, if that makes sense. If you're having like a terrible day, it's probably not a good time to hold space for your partner. It's going to probably trigger you here and there. So it wouldn't be a good time for you to be able to hold space. So Really, the first question is, are you able to hold space for me? So that's what you would ask your partner. 
and your partner would reply with a yes or a no or maybe some other time, depending on how they're feeling, right? But let's say... And that's really important because holding space requires you to be open to what your partner is saying. And what your partner is saying, most likely you're not going to like it because that's the whole point, right? That's the whole point of holding space. It's because your partner may have some issues with uh, the relationship or usually if you look down deep into it, it becomes that it's the person needing to vent. They have things that they need to resolve, right? Mm -hmm. But again, it's a lot of stuff might come out. So you want to just be conscious of that and make sure that you're not in a bad state yourself that you can't hold space for your partner. Yeah, exactly. That would be like the first thing that you would probably have to think about before holding space for anyone. And it involves actively listening. Let's just go into what, what is needed. So first of all, you are creating the safe environment for your partner to vent, verbal diarrhea, whatever their thoughts are, right? And so that environment needs to be safe. You shouldn't be in an environment where you're actually physically not safe. Let's say something's happening outside and you don't feel safe. Like, and don't do it while you're driving. Yeah, yeah, probably not the best. Yeah. You should probably be at home or wherever you're comfortable. That quiet space. Yeah, quiet space. No one can interrupt you. There's no one that could interrupt you. And so you want to probably do it in a space like that. And you also want your partner to feel safe as well. You want to make sure you're both safe. And so that you can express your emotions fully, right? Because again, like Tama was mentioning, this is probably something that your other partner that you're trying to like let them know, they probably don't want to hear that type of stuff. So the person holding the space, if that's you, you probably don't necessarily want to hear all this stuff. And Yeah, and so... Really, number one is respecting their emotions and respecting their space and respecting whatever they have to say. There's no judgment. Like I said in the definition, like there's no judgment with what they are needing to say to you. And try not to take it too personally as well. Yeah, I think that's a big key too, not taking it personally, because even though they say things that may sound like they're directly attacking you and at the height of emotion, maybe it is. Maybe it's that your partner does want to attack you just because Emotions are running high. And of course, when that's happening, you're not really using your brain well, right? It's just going into the limbic system and just it becomes like an animal, fight or flight, things like that. And things that person doesn't mean most likely will come out. And being okay with that and whatever they're saying, being able to be open to it and listening with empathy, like Akko was mentioning. Yeah. And also, even what they're saying might not be what they're saying, if that really makes sense. Sometimes your partner might say things that they don't mean to say. And what I mean by that is not like verbally say things that they don't want to say, but they don't understand where it's even coming from. They might not know. And they're feeling that this uh, surface level annoyance is what the true cause is. But it's actually sometimes you... Like a deeper rooted. Right, right, right. So, for example, it might be that I find hair in the bathtub and... <laughs> I find that it's Akko's and I'm not happy about it. So I'm like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But it, that might not be it. That actually might not be the reason that I'm angry because, you know, that small thing, it's coming, it's just a trigger mm -hmm. for something bigger. Maybe it's that I felt bad that she said something at an earlier date, maybe mm -hmm. a day before, maybe she said something that I felt hurt by. And then there comes along her hair in the tub and I get triggered and I start to go blah, 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 blah. But so it's, you know, it's actually requires a little bit of a sleuthing, like a, being a detective too. Exactly. So 
you have to be like, okay, what kind of emotions are you feeling? And then you go through your emotions where you're feeling anger. Okay, what's the anger from a zero to a 10? What kind of anger is it? Is it disappointment? Is it sadness? Is it loneliness? Is it hurtfulness? All these feelings and try naming it and try actually scoring it so that you know like where you're at in that whole like emotional whole pyramid there. And before going into that, you want to make sure that the steam is let out by your partner. Yeah, absolutely. Because when they're in the depths of sharing their frustrations, if you're like, oh, what do you rate that as? Uh, zero <laughs> to true. 10. I don't know if your partner would appreciate that. So it's holding space is just being there for them and listening with empathy and not defending yourself. So you want to be careful not to try to defend yourself because yeah. that's not the point of this holding space. It's more just letting things out. It's pretty much like writing, putting things on the table as a conversation so that you understand what's happening and then you can start becoming a detective. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, if scoring is not your thing, then don't score. It's This is all like, like we personally don't score. We'll just probably go through our emotions. Like, this is what I'm feeling. If we need to score those emotions, yes, we will. So that you can let them know how disappointed you are or just the severity of what you're feeling. That's probably the only reason why we would probably do it. But yeah, so you'd really have to be a detective. Like Hama was saying, okay, is it because of this? Are you sure it's because of this? Okay, why? Or is it because of this? If you know like why, you can always voice out, oh, is it because of this? And it's, yeah, it's because this was said or that was said or whatnot. Yeah. And I think going into this holding space with understanding that you're both on the same page, it's just that you're trying to figure out this, this problem that's coming up. And releasing that emotion in a constructive way. And then from there, helping each other, trying to figure out wh what happened. And then maybe getting down to the root of the issue is quite important. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I like what you said where we're both on the same team and we're pretty much trying to find out what this, whether it's a misunderstanding or whether this like feeling, this bad feeling is. And we're trying to decipher what that is, but we're on the same team. So I, what you said there. And so, yeah. And above all that, if you're being triggered by what your partner is saying, you can call a timeout. Hey, you know what? We got to stop right there. Like I'm being triggered. Hold on. And then when you hold on, take three deep breaths so that you guys just both ground yourself a little bit more during that situation. And then the person that called the timeout is a person that's going to be speaking next because they need to, obviously they need to let something out as well. But I would take precaution using your timeouts because it's really a session where you're holding space for your partner, not your partner holding space for you. So if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. But if you don't need to uh, interrupt, because it is a way to manipulate the situation as well. So if you don't need to interrupt, then try not to interrupt as much as possible because you're trying to respect what they're trying to say. You're trying to respect their feelings, respect what they're needing to say. Yeah. And for timeouts, I think an important one to consider is to get more clarity. So you can call timeout to ask about a certain thing that you're confused about or want to make sure that you've understood it correctly. And another kind of subtle but very important detail is for you to not create something that makes the situation worse. So if you're listening to something and this is something the mind does, so just being aware that you don't want the mind to make it worse than it really is mm. by when you're listening to it. There are times where the mind, what it does is we'll hear something. Let's 
hear something and just make it even、um, bigger in their the、oh, yeah. person holding the space's mind and making sure that you don't do that. Just being really grounded and stable and、uh, not letting your mind go crazy and start getting riled up.、Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to say, it's so easy to do that. So, holding space, it, it truly takes a lot of effort and energy. Because you're doing everything you can to just hold it, to bring yourself together, hold your space, and hold your partner's space. So it really takes a lot of maturity to do this. And so you always bring everything that you need to bring so that you can actually help yourself hold the space for your partner. Because essentially, it's your relationship being on the line. So bring everything you need so that you can hold space for your partner. Because this truly takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort during your beginning sessions of、right. these holding spaces.、Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage too, because there's going to be a lot of things that you might not want to hear.、Mm-hmm. And being courageous enough to be okay with that. And think about it this is all a journey towards a better relationship, right? And this is what it takes to continue to improve your relationship. And you look back at it a year later, two years later, it just, you'll see how much benefit it has had for you and your partner. Oh, absolutely. This is like next level growth with your partner because you're pretty much knowing what your partner's thinking. And it's truly a, a way to really grow your relationship. Yeah. And another thing that I want to say about that is w- when you're holding space, you don't want to tighten up. So this kind of goes into more of your inner state where, you know, obviously when someone's saying things about potentially you that you don't like or、uh, things that you don't want to even hear, you will. Tend to tighten up literally physically. You might close up physically. You might make a fist. You, you might feel tightness in your chest, things like that. And that's also happening in the in, inner part of your, yourself, in the mind. You might try to block things out or constrict. And one thing that I want to say is yes, this part is tiring, but it becomes even more tiring when you're constricting. If you're flexing your muscle all throughout this conversation, of course, you're going to get even more tired as much. As it sounds difficult, just really letting go and being as relaxed as possible. That's another key that you can use and something that you want to know so that this holding space has the best opportunity to work the best for you guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. I find myself like sometimes when I'm holding space for Tamil, I feel my chest becoming tight sometimes. And then my mind starts going like crazy. And so I have to tell myself, like, hey, You need to calm down. You need to calm yourself. Don't let your mind get the best of you. And then really honor and just feel g- gratitude towards、uh, Tamil for sharing his in- emotions and sharing his thoughts and just knowing, hey, I-, I-, I love this guy. And so that's what kind of helps me loosen up.、Uh, and so that's maybe what you can do too when you're holding space for your partner. So, to recap this holding space, the key components of the holding space. Includes actively listening. So, you want to really engage in what your partner has to say, really focus, try not to interrupt them, and offer solutions or pass any judgment. It's really just reflective listening, where it's really listening where you're just listening to what they have to say. You can paraphrase or summarize what your partners are saying so that there's clarification of what your partner is sharing, but you really just want to listen as much as possible and be empathetic. Demonstrate. Empathy by understanding and sharing your partner's emotions. I'm sorry you're, you're going through this. I understand. And recognizing and validating those feelings without necessarily trying to fix a solution and not judging, as I just said, creating that judgment free space where your partner feels safe and accepted 
of everything that they have to say is really essential because you don't want to start criticizing them when they're being vulnerable and expressing their feelings. And then another important one is being respectful, right? Respectfully present and respectful of their time and respectful of their courage to be able to share this. Because honestly, sharing your feelings, like truly sharing your feelings to your partner can be very hard. And so encouraging and respecting their courage to express their feelings is very big. And also creating that supportive environment, right? You want to create that container where you stand defenseless and so that they can just share everything that they need to share while also holding their space. And standing defenseless may sound a little、mm-hmm. harsh, but one thing that I want to mention is it's not like you're having them run all over you. That's not the point. And it shouldn't be the point of the person who is speaking either. It shouldn't be a blatant attack. It should be more a constructive, okay, this is how I'm feeling, sharing that so that putting it on the table, then being able to speak to what the issues are. And with that said, I also want to say for the person who's holding space, there also is a need to be present, like Akko mentioned, and not spacing out, zoning out, or like going into your mind to think about something else, maybe like what you're going to have for dinner or things like <laughs> that. You just want to be really present and being there. No rolling your eyes or weird things like that. Just being, just really being there and just being the stable foundation for your partner to express and share what they're feeling. And again, I think it is an important thing to mention that the one speaking shouldn't be an attack. It、yeah. should be more expressing how they're feeling mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. possibly why they're feeling that.、Um, yeah. Those things. Yeah, I agree. It's not like a free pass where you're like, I'm going to just. Say all the nasty things that I want to say to this person. No, it's no, not at all like that. It's thought out, it's intentional as far as what you are feeling and what needs to be said so that you can be a little more free in your emotions. And then from there, once things are released, then you guys can work on okay, what can we do to improve this situation? And sometimes it's just the person speaking, they need to let go of things. And maybe it is something that you can. Make changes in your life and behavior that if it goes in line with where you guys want to go as a partnership. Yeah, absolutely. And also, if it helps to just be physically connected. So, when you're having these serious conversations, you can always just physically touch them. Pretty much saying, hey, you know, our relationship is what matters. This, like, for lack of a better word, drama that we're having is nothing compared to the love that I have for you. So, that's what the whole touch represents. If That needs to be done. You can also do that to help you. And sometimes, yeah, I love it. Like my love language is touch. So I feel like that helps me. And so I'm usually connected with Tamil. I would say, majority of the time, when we do hold space for each other, I am connected physically with him, whether it's like a foot or an, an, an elbow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And、uh, for me, I'm not necessarily the physical type. Sometimes you just have to make that concession. And that's t- totally fine. If it's going to improve the situation、uh, that much more, Do what it takes. And yeah, sometimes it's her、uh, putting her leg on my leg. It could be something <laughs> simple、uh, depending on the situation. So if you think this episode is helpful for other parents, please share it. And if you haven't, please take a quick moment to subscribe to our show. And the question of the day is holding space. What are your thoughts on holding space? If you have done it, we want to know. And if this is the first time hearing about holding space, what kind of triggers did you feel? Listening to this relationship technique. 
We love to hear from you. Please come say hi by commenting on our website by going to akkoandtamo.com and clicking on the podcast tab. And we're also on Instagram at akkoandtamo. So come say hi. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye.